Talk Network. Hi, this is Devin Track with the Freebooters Network. Today we bring you another episode of 40K Radio. And now, on with the show. Welcome to 40K Radio. Hello and welcome to episode 62 of 40K Radio. I'm one of your hosts, Matt Alex. With me, as always, is JF. We've done 61 of those already? I know, I can't believe it. Yeah, neither can I. <laughs> Hi, Matt. And Amy. Hello. And we have a very special guest today, one of the men behind, I think, what we can all consider our favorite convention, Adepticon, Greg Sparks. Hello, hello. Greg, thanks a lot for joining us today. We're going to you know, talk a little bit about Adepticon and some great things that um, have come as a result of the con that never was. But as always, first we want to talk about what we've been doing hobby-wise lately. And as usual, we will let the guests go first. So, Greg, during this time of, of lockdown, what have you been doing to keep yourself busy hobby-wise? Well, actually, uh, I've been learning to do a little bit of like 3D drawing. Nice. Um, I've been playing a, a bunch of 40K with my friends uh, when we get a chance to get together. I'd, I'd say probably get together about once every two weeks. So, and then, uh, yeah, just been uh, trying to do that. Obviously, tournaments, uh, not attending anything like that right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I, I have not done a lot of painting in a long time. So, mostly playing. How are you finding 9th Edition? Uh, I like Ninth Edition. It's uh, I think the clarification to a lot of different elements within the game, uh, in particular the terrain. Uh, GW bringing in the keywords uh, to the terrain elements uh, it really has helped out the game. Uh, it is brutal and it is bloody. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, the games I, I play Eldar, so Ooh, I'm nice. uh, I take it on the chin a lot right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's but cool. You're I, gonna get Exodite soon. Yeah, I, I, you know, you, you can always hope. Uh, but uh, I, the, I, I do have to say, one challenge that I have with the game is it's kind of taken away a little bit of my style. Um, I like to play a KG. I would always play on the outer skirts of the board and like snipe at people and pick off units and everything, and uh, and then go in for like the turn four or five. Uh, bring the hammer down on people and i find that in this edition i uh can't do that because of the way the objectives are made and you have to go and earn points uh be more toward the center of the board so eldar tendi in my opinion at least the style that i play Hmm. i struggle a little bit with that so i thought it was great in the most recent white dwarf they brought back the um the tactical objective card missions for ninth edition there's rules in there to use that in ninth so um because i know you mean like the tournament missions definitely tend towards a very specific play style um great and so eldar what's um any particular craft role did you homebrew your own uh i am uh you know i've played walking eldar for the longest time Mm -hmm. Uh, i played uh with wraith guard for forever and a day and, uh, and I love I end in, on that. So it saddens me when uh, I can't bring Wraith Knights and effectively use them all the time. <laughs> so, but but I, I did play uh, back. This is a long time ago. This was back in oh like oh five and oh six, like Mech Eldar, and oh, yeah. uh, when Falcons reign supreme. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I always loved my favorite. You always caught people off guard with guardians with haywire grenades. <laughs> they would jump out, and people were like, you brought Guardians? I'm like, yes. Yes, I did. And they would just chuckle and until the Guardians assaulted the Land Raider and blew it all up, and they were all sad. <laughs> That's the one thing. I, I love seeing people use underestimated units and make them work, just because it, it brings out the salty tears of the, uh, the meta players. <laughs> <laughs> Many it's Seven had. In fact, actually, my favorite character, even though it's not associated with Diane, is Modern Raw. Oh and the yeah. A game is Modern Raw is my favorite character, and I even had business cards. I, I played him so much 
that whenever he would kill something uh, of an opponent for the first time, I had business cards that I would hand to people and say, you've been loganated. So. <laughs> That's awesome. So, so I love, love him so much that my Xbox, Xbox ID is a Moganator. Amazing. So. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Amy, how about you? I've been doing so much hobby stuff ever since I got those stupid goblins off my painting table. <laughs> so um, I built all of my uh, my 50 power of Death Guard for our speed painting what are we calling it? The Great Speed Painting Challenge? Whatever the heck we're calling it. I mean, for... we, we're associating it with Adepticon because we're doing yeah. it what should have been Adepticon weekend. So I don't know. Like... Uh, we have to come up with something snappier. We have like two weeks. It's fine. Yeah. Well, um, what is this event that you guys are doing? I'll, you, I'll let you take this one, Amy. All right. So, well, so it started because JF likes stupid ideas and he watched a speed painting <laughs> video of like people painting 2,000 points of AOS in a weekend. He's like, hey, what if we did that, but 40k for Adepticon weekend? And because I'm an enabler, I was like, yeah, let's do it. Um, so I'm doing. I'm. I've got a, a Death Guard army that is built. I got to figure out what I'm doing for basing because I don't know yet. And then I got to prime them, and then they'll be ready to go. I haven't painted my test model yet, so that'll be an adventure. We might be winging this whole thing, which I'm sure will be perfectly fine. <laughs> I'm. Um, I'm in, in the same boat. I may. I may not have time for my tester. Yeah, so, it's fine. Whatever, it's colors, right? Um, and then video yeah, capture this. Oh yeah, no. So we're gonna we're gonna stream most, if not all, of it, a large portion of it, uh, over on my Twitch channel, uh, Twitch.tv forward slash Daniora D A N I O R A, uh, where I've also started another dumb project in the meantime. Oh yeah, because I Hi, this one's great. <laughs> all right, so I bought myself um, because I was sad in a shopping because you know the world um so i bought myself a box of the death guard space marine heroes blind boxes so i wanted to use them for a painting challenge like i didn't want to just throw them in my army because they're all just cool individual models and i was like all right these are like cool single models i can paint them all differently they don't have to go together but let's pick a theme and make a challenge of it um i i wanted to do you know i'm, I'm already doing the war cry war bands in different styles so i was like i don't know what can i do um so after a lot of back and forth, um, I wound up settling on using Disney princesses as my inspiration. So I picked six Disney princesses. Uh, Sleeping Beauty, Snow White, Moana, Merida, uh, Tiana, and I don't remember who the last one is right now. Oh, Elsa. By the um, way, did you know Sleeping Beauty's real name is <laughs> Aurora? Um, <laughs> So As I, so many dudes on Twitter told you. It's like a problem. Jesus. So I put them all, I put all the names on post-it notes, and then I put the post-it notes on the boxes. And I was like, okay, whatever models in this box will be painted inspired by this princess. So I opened them all on my Twitch channel the other night and built them. Um, it's going to be weird. <laughs> it's the dumbest idea. But everybody seems really enthused about it. So, so good. <laughs> that's where I'm at hobby-wise right now. And it's dumb. Oh no! You can talk to Alex Fennel. You ever see his uh, pink marines? I've seen a lot of pink marines. I've seen the Hello Kitty marines. Um, my goal. I played Hello Kitty. Yeah. That guy is awesome. Um, one of the guys that came to a tournament at my store had uh, butterfly tyranids. I'm painting a ladybug tyranid for a friend of ours. Um, but awesome. uh, so my goal though. My goal is for them to look Death Guard. Like, you're going... But then I want you to look at it and then be like, wait a minute, is that... Is that Snow White? Like, that, like I don't want it to... Like, I definitely want to lean into the Death Guard, but inspired by princesses, which is a weird balance to find. <laughs> I'm starting with Elsa because she's the easy, low-hanging fruit to take care of. I figure I've got that one down. And we'll figure the other ones out as we go. Nice. Yeah. It's a good time. This is Snow White just with more pus, that's all. Yeah. <laughs> Snow White and the Seven Nerglings. <laughs> oh my oh, perfect. God. Oh, please <laughs> please tell me. They're the seven. <laughs> yeah. and, 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 and at least and one of them is, of course, sassy. Well, I, I 
Listen, we all know my deep love of Sassy Nargling. <laughs> He's the best. He's important. So yeah, that's my my hobby has gone off the rails. And I guess that's okay. <laughs> Good time for it. Mm. JF, how about you? It's it's been okay. It's <laughs> this is the, the last three months have been a little um, insane for me. So finding time to do hobbying has been difficult. But I, I got a bit of a respite in the, the past two weeks where I, I could sneak in a couple of days here and there. So my priority has been preparing my models for the, the speed <laughs> channel. Ch- channel challenge? Which it's – I'm very smart, I swear. <laughs> because, I mean, I've – pondered lists of first of all i chose tyranids for speed painting which really (laughs) gives you a hint of my mental acuity um but then i looked i mean you can do some pretty easy things with tyranids like you can do some some quick stuff there's some some pricey malls like i could get a couple of big monsters a couple of units of warriors and dare like i can have 18 malls and i'll be set but i went for 49 models (laughs) because I chose a theme of toxic tyranids because I've always wanted a toxicrine. I've always wanted some venom throws, and I'm, I'm sure some people are going, "Well, those are not good units, JF." It's like I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> but so, and but it's mostly because I, I, my, my brother, a, a long time ago, went to went to to UK, went to Forge World, and brought me back a Malanthrope, and I have done nothing with it. So. I want. To, I, I took Malthrope. I, I, I took a, a Broodlord, and, and I got a Toxicrine, a full unit of six Venomthrope, and then I needed some thro- troop choices. I'm like, ah, Gene Steers are always fun. But also, I can give Toxin Sacks to a unit of 30 Hormagons <laughs> <laughs> for speed painting. <laughs> and the final, what put the nail in the coffin of that stupid idea was the fact that I already had all those models. <laughs> I went, sure, of course, I'll do go. it. So uh, I finished building that, and then then I have a bit of a confession to make. So uh, I I decided one of my friends has I've, I've been trying to get him to play 40k for a long time, uh, and since they're now like now now the rules are kind of cool. They've got the whole escalation thing with Crusade. Like it, it's a good time to get into 40k. Uh, except he's always been very you know very very hesitant because it's. I mean, they don't want to paint their models in a way that's not cool, not confident enough their their own skill. So I just like I they're putting out the one army that they want, and they're doing these these twenty five power level boxes, these, these combat patrol boxes. So I got the Dark Eldar combat patrol box angels. and Dark Angels. <laughs> so I got Dark Angels uh, combat patrol box. I assembled it. I started painting it, and Anybody that knows me knows that I've never really done Marines because they're boring and I hate them. <laughs> Except now I'm painting those guys. And I'm like, man, those were kind of fun. <laughs> I'm kind of having a really good time painting them. And they're fascinating. They look kind of cool. So, so yeah, anyway, so I, I've, I've been working on those two projects uh, simultaneously. And but also kind of toying around with pointages for what if I made myself a space marine army? Oh, this is where it starts. Yeah, I know, I know, and, and it's not the first time I bring this up on the show. Like I've I've wanted to do a scout army before, and that <laughs> did not come, not not happen. But I mean, I'm I'm looking at that space wolf combat patrol box, and, mm-hmm. and I, I have ideas. So yeah, that's where I'm at. How about you, Matt? What are you? What are you up to? In you know two years, JS going to be talking about man, Adepticon. You know, we're bringing a whole Space Marine Crusade force. I'm painting the whole thing. I loved it. So great. Oh, I've painted Space Marine yeah, for true. team tournaments. Like okay. I've a yeah, team tournament doesn't count. That's that's no. I converted an entire don't... army Space Marine army for the friendly. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's less likely. Like the the most <laughs> likely thing for the friendly is gonna be me finishing my uh, my pink towel that I I mm-hmm. did not finish in time for last Adepticon. Heck, you didn't finish it in time for this Adepticon, if there was yeah. one this year. I'm already um, behind. Yeah, got, I know. Got, hang on, everybody. <laughs> we talked about that. We got 376 days and I'm behind. We we talked about that uh, after we found out 2020 was canceled. Yeah. Greg is we were immediately yeah. behind for. 
for uh, whatever the next one was going to be already. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Oh, look, I'm, I'm technically probably behind for 2023. So. Right, right. <laughs> when I played actively, it was always a rush, and uh, I was the taskmaster with the whip on uh, <laughs> my buddies, and uh, it was hard. I mean, I, I had we my buddy Mike and I actually, uh, this was back in the day when we played, and uh, we each were tasked to painting up like half of our Chaos Force, and uh, I, over three years, I spent a thousand hours painting it, and uh, and just it was uh yeah, mm-hmm. it, it was quite the grind on the schedule. I actually had it all tracked on a worksheet and everything, so it doesn't that, it doesn't feel like Adepticon if you're not doing like touch ups and final things <laughs> in the hotel room the night before the event anyway, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> we're, we're spending forty two hours up finishing the yeah, team tournament. Not doing that again. <laughs> oh, I was not in a good place mm. at the end of that. <laughs> now, <laughs> if you want speed painting, um, my buddy Brad, Brad Chester, he's a high high end tournament player, and uh, basically. At one Adepticon, he went to go turn it in. At the time, it was a, it was a, I can't remember. It wasn't the Golden Demon at the time, but uh, he painted a Carnifex with just his fingers. He just did a oh, finger, wow. he dipped his fingers in paint and painted it. He got it done <laughs> in two minutes and went to turn it. He he couldn't bring himself to actually turn it in to the painting competition without laughing. So, <laughs> so there you go. You can speed paint. It just depends on the quality that you want at the end. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Um, um, we, we have stories. Amy has a good one about having, what, four Golden Demon winners four. Paint, four speed Golden paint Demon. your My army, army in the lobby of the hotel. <laughs> in the dark really? lobby of floor up from Fort Wobble. Like, it was right there. We could have gone there and taken our drinks. But no, we painted in the dark. I have I, one model survived that army. Uh, and it's the one that Kathy Wobble painted for me. Before I knew who she was, she was just Kathy and she was cool. Uh, <laughs> um, so I have the one demonette flag bearer that she painted for me that sits on my shelf. And all, <laughs> all while we were all drinking and oh. eating award-winning cake from yes. the Malifaux Cake Tournament. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. That was my first Adepticon. So, so in case you haven't guessed, Greg, like Adepticon is very important to us. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So how many, uh, when was the first, what year did you first attend? Oh, geez, for me. The year year you guys canceled because of the pandemic um, would have been my 10th year. I was going to celebrate pretty freaking big, about two and a half feet tall. I was going to celebrate a lot. (laughs) Yeah, I think I'm right behind you, Jeff. That that probably would have been nine for me this in 2020. I I started going what four years ago five years ago I think you started five years one. ago skipped one I missed one yeah I think it was five that's cool yeah I've I've actually been uh, attending um I, my first attendee or year as an attendee was a uh, two thousand four nice so so and then uh, it was kind of funny we went to the team tournament and it was promoted as a comp event. And uh, our so we we brought a friendly army with our team there, and uh, and three out of the five games we went up against at the time, like one of them we went against poor bloodthirsters, and we're just like, <laughs> I went up, we went up to the judge afterwards, and I, actually one of the executive directors, and it was like, uh, uh, Jeff, I was like, I thought this was going to be a comp event, and he his his response, and this is when he created Codex Toledo. Basically, his response was, what would you expect? So on the way back, <laughs> we actually came up with our army for the following year. And we played it that year. And we basically won the event by the end of round three out of four games. Nice. Wow. nice. <laughs> now, and, and I was like, hey, what would you expect? <laughs> <laughs> and then I, then I started volunteering after that year. So <laughs> Our goal for the team tournament is to lose round one. Because we want to get out of the try-hard bracket real quick and then oh, have yeah. a very nice weekend of playing games. Oh, it's and, a, and drinking. Yeah, yes. you, can, you can drink a lot and have a lot of fun doing that. So, Yeah, and I, I mean, like, anybody that's going to have me on their team is not going there to win Best Jedi. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's not happening. 
they just go with the awesomely displayed and painted army instead. Have you tried? Big display board uh, each year or what? Um, yeah, we, we, we tried to get noticed, at least. <laughs> um, in, in my nine year of attendance, I've never not walked out with a plaque or medal for when you guys changed the medal that for, for, you know, best painted or best display or best presentation for a specific faction. Cause that's the only reason we go there. Like we want to, we want to have pretty armies for other people to kill and feel good about themselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we, we we've done a few I've, I've gotten in the display side but uh as of the i would say probably the past five or six years it's been uh with the amount of uh the size that the convention's gotten to uh, it's become harder and harder to actually uh like i'll play but I, I i tell my buddies i'm like i have no time to paint or anything so <laughs> It's it's becoming quite impossible to stand out compared like the first the first few years we were there like the first year we were there we had a display board that had plexiglass for ice and we had a crashed Forge World orc bomber and that was seen as quite extravagant for the time being for the time <laughs> now that would not even freaking blip on anyone's radar but uh 2022 yeah, you'll you'll notice our display. Yeah, you, you got lots of time. Get to work. Yeah, like I said, we're behind. behind. <laughs> There's a lot to do. I I expect big things out of you guys with over a year ahead ahead of us. I I think I mean based on what I was what I was expecting to see in 2020 from from these guys, I think it'll be quite impressive. But um, nice. So listen. It may not be pretty, but it, it'll it'll be big. It'll be eye catching. <laughs> <right? laughs> yeah. So um, we're here at, at 2021, and you know, unfortunately, 2020 had to be canceled, and uh, 2021 was was a no go. So, you know, Greg, for you and everybody else running Adepticon, you know, how did those decisions come about? I mean, especially with 2020 uh, being canceled. Um, you know, was it just sort of looking at what was going on and just making the hard choice, unfortunately? Well, uh, we ended up canceling like about, I think it was 10 days before the event or yeah. before we were set yeah. to move. And uh, during that time frame, we had a number of calls on the back end. And I got to give uh, Hank uh, and Matthias a lot of credit on, and, and spearheading that because uh, they're keeping their fingers on the pulse on everything that was going on in this in particular in the state of Illinois. Uh, the governor actually pulled the trigger where he canceled any events over a certain size, um, which we definitely fell into. I think it was like 200 people at the time. Uh, and I think it got wheeled down even more than that mm -hmm. as everything carried on. Um, one of the things that, you have to take a look at during a period like this is your uh, contractual obligations and then your exposure on that. So during that time, we had to navigate everything with regards to the convention center and any outlays that could have been required there. And uh, and then uh, it, it the, the governor's cancellation definitely triggered various clauses within the contract to leave anything from that. Uh, or alleviate any responsibilities from the Adepticon side of things. And then, unfortunately, you already know 2021 fell, has fallen into that same category as of right now. So, right. so, but that was a, you know, that was a, a tough one. I mean, I'm always willing to plow ahead and, uh, and take a look at, like, okay, could we have done anything with, like, uh, masks or anything at the time? But, uh but it was the best decision, actually, to have it canceled, and obviously it was forced on us anyway. Well, uh, in in a way, like look look at it this way: you've got you guys will have canceled two years, and I think the community is only just more rabid for when we get to go back. <laughs> yeah. Like no one. No one reasonable is pissed at Adepticon and is just making us froth at the mouth that much more for when we do get a chance. Like we're we're gonna make up for those two years. Oh, oh yeah. Like, I, <laughs> I hope I hope I hope the hotel's ready because <laughs> I'm already I'm already feeling the pain from the future 
That's coming down the pipe. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, I plan six months in advance to sort of kind of ramp up my alcohol consumption just to build up more resistance. <laughs> <laughs> I got to be ready. <laughs> well, and, and you know, the thing is, is one of uh, one of the things that was really good was we saw a great response from the community. And um, in, in particular, there are a number of like a fairly significant number of people that actually donated their registration fees from 2020 and uh, just to the con and didn't expect anything in return. And, uh, and that's helped us navigate some things through this because we already had a number of financial outlays on that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like for instance, the uh, swag and everything that obviously when you're planning for the event, you just can't order like hoodies and things like that. Uh, the week before the event when you're talking at the scale that we are. So um, along with those donations and then the people that were willing to say, hey, we, I'd still love to get my swag bag and everything, uh, and coupled with the sponsors that uh, were more than willing to donate the materials that they were providing anyway, um, we, we've been able to navigate a lot of things on this. And so with the ancient, one of the things that we are putting in place for 2022 is the ancient order of Adepticon uh, as a thank you to the people who donated all of their registration fees and everything. And uh, we're coming up, with, we have a number of different items that we're going to implement for these people. Uh, bare minimum, we're going to work on just a special badge, but we got a number of other items that we're already kind of mooling around and putting in the works for uh, 2022 to, as a thank you to those people. That's awesome. And, and I, you know, I think we, as being one of the people that um, had that option and, and took it, you know. Yeah, way to brag, but go on. Well, I, I think we all, I think everybody on <laughs> think here did all, it, right? We yeah, we all did it. We were like, yeah. I mean, but just giving, you know, rather than, you know, telling people, well, sorry, too bad, or, um, you know, just giving giving everybody the different options and letting them decide what they want to do is a really a really uh, nice thing for for you guys to do for everybody too. Yeah, you know the thing is is uh, like I said, I got to give Hank and Matt a lot of credit on this because uh, they are on top of uh, everything that was happening at the time, and then even afterwards. I mean, I'm involved with convention logistics, so that includes like organizing all the uh, tables and everything that are coming in. Mm-hmm. And the various different contractors and that and, and it's and then there's a lot of people that were all also doing other preparation work and it's it's I've never had to deconstruct a con before it's actually happened. So right. yeah. Um, <laughs> so that was a that was challenging to do as well. Um, but as a side note, I would like to put a, sh- uh, a plug in for the Adepticon store. Uh, during the pandemic, we were able to uh, create an online web store. We do have uh, 2020 merch that's available um, for the con that never happened. So uh, if anybody wants some unique pieces that will probably be around for a limited time, they go on to the main Adepticon website at adepticon.org, and uh, you can browse our web store. Yeah, I got um, I got a hoodie, and then I got JF and I. I got us uh, our our 40k friendly team pink bandanas for our speed. Yeah, paint. <laughs> well, yeah, so I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna be wearing that and drinking during the speed painting. Yeah, that, this this army's gonna be terrible. It's gonna be so bad. <laughs> uh, because we'll uh, we'll put that up there on uh, on our social media feeds and everything for that. Oh sweet. So. Oh good attention. <laughs> That's my <laughs> favorite. <laughs> Oh wait, no! You actually want attention, yes, Amy. That's true. You're, <laughs> you're actually trying to build a platform. I'm trying to hide behind your platform. That's fine. Yeah, I, 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 uh, I I'm picking up all my 2020 swag too, so I'll be resplendent in 2021 or 2022 with the con that that never happened. Um, but I think that's really cool too, because that's that's just a nice thing for for people that you know. I mean, I think everybody that goes to Jeptacon definitely looks forward to it, and being able to. Uh, to have some stuff to represent that is great. So tw- with, uh, with 2021, you know, uh, 2022, as we, as we've seen every year, Adepticon just keeps getting bigger and bigger. So, uh, if somebody wanted to, you know, now with ninth edition out, wanted to run, say an event like a crusade event, 
<laughs> well, not, that's 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 for twenty twenty three because I've oh, got okay. like our I, schedule I, is yeah. full. Yeah, you're full for twenty twenty two. Like unless there's no friendly and there's no team tournament in twenty twenty two, that's oh that's right. What after going to be doing after the next team tournament, you're taking a break. Uh yeah the 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 plan is that next next team tournament is gonna be like the last one I do for a while so I can recharge like ten years of team tournament is is enough I want to try some of the other events but of the other events there's one in particular I'd like to see and then uh, you know the thing is we're always taking event submissions uh one of the things challenges that we do have is uh. With the size of uh, everything at the Marriott, as you know, as an attendee, we uh, we branched off to uh, one of the local colleges for uh, some events, and we're actually looking at a couple other satellite venues that are in the Schaumburg area uh, hmm. to see if we can actually expand our square footage. Um, just because I, it, we're we're getting to the point where, like, when we first moved into the Marriott, we had, like, 10-foot spacing between the tables. Yeah. And then it went down to 9 and 8, and I think we're actually getting down to, like, 7 or 6 feet uh, just to accommodate all the demand for the various events and everything. And But it gets to a certain point where uh, I I actually have to submit the plan to the fire marshal, and uh, and that always makes me a little bit nervous because... <laughs> like, <laughs> The, the events have been sold, and I have to make sure it fits after the events have been sold. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's a uh, that's a challenge. But but we we've been actively looking at other venues uh, to accommodate events. So we might end up. I, I think uh, I didn't attend Gen Con when it was like this, but I could swear, if memory serves me correctly, that they actually had. Um, or actually, no. They they have satellite venues now. The main convention center branches out to uh, like Indiana or the Colt Stadium and a number of other hotel venues. Yeah, so, I think in 2004, the year I went to Gen Con in Indianapolis, they had started doing some satellite things, but very very small, poorly attended events. But now they they must be all over the place. Yeah, the um the last year I went, which was several, I think it was 2018, probably they were, they were already in Lucas oil stadium and at uh, various other satellite venues. Yeah. And if, if you've ever been to, to like say dragon con, it's, it's everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> like they're on five hotels and shopping malls. It's, it's, it's insane. So I do have to say I, I did attend Gen con for the first time two summers ago. And uh, the only reason why I ended up going, because my mom volunteers for Adepticon and does a bunch of work on, at the reg desk and everything. And, uh, and But she wanted to see, she's heard so much about Gen Con that she wanted to actually see what a really large convention was. And uh, so we ended up, I ended up taking her to Gen Con uh, two summers ago. And uh, oh, got awesome. to take my year old mother around <laughs> awesome that's pretty cool and didn't have to wait in the three-hour line to pick up my badge either <laughs> so we ended up walking i was just showing her like how long the line was and we walked all the way to, from the back to the front of the reg line and just walked the venue and i'm sitting there at the end and this guy who was holding this sign up to like signify that his booth was open and nobody came, and he put it down, and then he held it up again. Nobody came because he was behind a pillar a little bit. Mm. And I was like, "Dude, are you uh, are you open?" And he was like, "I'll take anybody that walks up here." And so I literally just walked <laughs> up, and grabbed their badges. So, did you guys enjoy Gen Con? You know, um, we did because uh, I got to play some games with some friends of mine in the evenings. Uh, but what was interesting is uh, I took a little bit of a different approach. My mom and I play a lot of word games. We play Scrabble upwards. Mm -hmm. And another game that we actually found at Gen Con, we went to a number of uh, basically like just demos for a number of different word games. And a favorite of ours right now is Letter Tycoon. And uh, we, when we get together, we play that like literally all the time now. Oh, that's awesome. That's great. So, cool. 
So just bringing it back to to Adepticon, um, so, is there anything you can tell us about how you guys are, are approaching Adepticon 2022? Like, do you, I, I know you probably don't have any dates, but what what do we what do we have to look forward to as far as like a, an announcement? Is there anything cool that you guys are doing differently, or are you just glad to be back? Well, I we're in very early planning stages. Uh, I think that what you've indicated is that you're looking really forward to it. I think a lot of people are going to be chomping at the bit, bit to just even go out to conventions, whether it's Adepticon or any of the other other ones, Nova, LVO, or, or just anything like Gen Con. Um, we, I would expect that we'll probably uh, – our plan is that Adepticon is going to happen or 22 is going to happen – uh, we're going to start ramping up things with regards to, I would expect to see the hotel releases in uh, July. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. We're going we're gonna to start gathering events, submissions, and we'll pare some of those down and get everything ready for the cart. The cart has gone to live typically uh, mid to late November. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're probably going to do that again. And, uh, and realistically, I think we're going to pick up where we left off uh, I don't know if what uh, Games Workshop's plans, for instance, are on travel. I know that they've had heavy restrictions on travel with their staff. So, like, I mean, it depends on how much everything's lifted by then. And uh, so we'll have to see. I mean, I can give you the main points of just event submissions and uh, hotels and that. But beyond that, I don't have a lot of extra information on that. Yeah, well, the the first hurdle is always getting a room, right? So, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like, you got so, to the main menu, or where do you stay? And who who do I have to kill to get a room on site? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's number one. <laughs> yep. <laughs> or who do you have to know? It might actually help to talk to the convention logistics organizer. Oh, really? <laughs> you know him? Can I, can I have a chat with him? <laughs> last couple of years have been really tough. <laughs> yeah, it has been. Yeah, I, we have all the rooms too. So, excellent. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> uh, there's strings that can be pulled. Um, everything's possible. Uh, we'll 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 talk. We'll talk. Yeah, talk, talk. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if it means I don't have to like fight to the death, that's good because I have not been working out during the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> I, I may not get the room. I may get a room at a hospital. Yeah, I was doing good, but I slacked off. So, um, so speaking of event submissions, so I want to submit an event, but I really don't want to run one. <laughs> <laughs> what I mean is, I want there to be an event that I can participate in. Awesome. Is that like? And the, the thing is, here, here's the thing. Like, I'm I'm not looking for something very complicated. I'm looking for kind of a replacement for a team tournament. And and let let me run this by you because I I feel that there is a place for what I'm going to suggest. And it's not complicated. I just want I'm looking for something like a two day Warhammer 40k Crusade tournament. And the reason why I think that would be cool and have its place at Adepticon, not just because I want to play it, although that's a big part of it, is because there's, I mean, there's a lot of people participating in this huge 500 plus player team tournament, but I have a feeling that, like me, there's a portion of that that would do something a bit more casual, something that's more narrative, and now that Games Workshop supplied us with this really freaking solid crusade system where from one game to another, you can sort of build your, your, your army up and, 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 and choose different units and adapt yourself. I feel that there's, there's a framework to do something with that. And now that they're also putting out these kind of crusade books with these settings, uh, a clever organizer that will definitely not be me um, – <laughs> <laughs> could could come up with like a, 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 a book that specifically this is our setting slash rules for our crusade for this event, and I I feel that like as a way of of pulling out some of the casuals like myself from the team tournament into a more narrative uh, maybe a bit more loose fit event. I think that's 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 an awesome opportunity that someone clever and hardworking that is not me could definitely take on. <laughs> I, I like the clarifications every twenty seconds. I, not me, 
not me. <laughs> the the thing fair, is, like, I, I used to I've seen JF organize things, and this is actually pretty accurate. We don't want it to be him. That's I used to run tournaments like for uh, for maybe half a decade. Uh, me and my ex used to run what what was the biggest and sometimes only uh, 40k in fantasy tournament in Montreal, and it was a lot of work and it was super fun and it is not something I have time for uh, in in this day and age. Um, so I don't want to do it. <laughs> also, I'm not in Illinois, so it would be very difficult. I'm not in Illinois either. Stop <laughs> punching holes in my arguments. <laughs> in, fact, in fact, the entire uh, convention logistics and marketing team, which I uh, oversee, is not in Illinois. <laughs> and spread out throughout the states and Canada. Look, I can't <laughs> go into details, but I can guarantee that I do not have time for it. <laughs> I have... There, there, if if the next few years go in the same way that the last three months have gone, I'm not I'm barely gonna have time to paint armies. So, but it's I, I just feel it would be a cool event. So if, if if this inspires anyone who does organize events and feels that they could do something with it, like you you can uh, you can presume that I will participate already. Yeah, well, yeah, definitely. And the thing is, uh, I always encourage people to submit an event. It might not get actually accepted and um and some will get accepted it just depends on the amount of space that we have available and that's one of the reasons why we're reaching out to uh other venues in the area to be able to try to address these uh requests and everything because we we've gotten inundated with requests as well uh i i do agree with you that uh, the crusade element I, i've done some campaigns with some friends in that where you've built armies and through experience and everything and they're they're terribly fun and i think you could find something like that for uh that you would find ready attendance at adepticon for um the one thing is like you were saying is uh if somebody is interested in doing that contact us and put a package together and uh and maybe we can assist with refining it but we definitely need they need to be willing to help run the event and have maybe some of their some friends uh, to help staff it because it's one of these things that uh, uh, we are as we continue to go, we're always stretching our staff further and further. And, yeah, uh, I don't understand. Look, I, I'm I'm willing to 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 write background and do um, layout and typesetting on the event booklet. But <laughs> that's about like th- th- these are the limits of my expertise. I thought you were gonna say I'm willing to provide a very brief outline of what I would like to see <laughs> if I. If I can spend a couple of years not writing a goddamn synopsis, I won't. <laughs> it's been it's been a few it's been a few months. It's been it's been rough. I mean, no, I mean, there's definitely like fine. Like I, I there, there's a logic to if you want something, like try to invest in it, and definitely maybe kinda. But I, my 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 resources are very limited. But I really want this event. <laughs> Well, and I think I think that sort of leads into an interesting question is, so if somebody did want to submit an event, like what are, you know, I'm sure there's, you know, like there's guidelines on the website, but what are you guys really looking for? Like um, when somebody's submitting an event and whether or not it's going to be approved or accepted? Well, the thing is, you would have to have basically a full description of what you're looking to uh, host as an event at the convention. And that includes... Uh, basically an outline of the event itself um, and, and a description of it. Uh, if you, uh, the size of it, uh, the time frame, how many tables that you would need and, uh, and, and other resources on that, because obviously when you're talking to an event of this scale, uh, like just the 40 K side alone, uh, you got to think about how much uh, we have is invested in terrain. Yeah. And, uh, in uh, table mats and things like that. And so we now we have to store or manufacture a lot of those items, like the terrain elements. But when you're talking about the table mats and everything like that, we have to store them and transport them to the convention and everything, get all that stuff set up. Um, I would say for some events, like a, as you're describing, uh, it's always best to start small. So don't come in and, and expect to say, I'm going to have a 200-person event tomorrow, uh, like on Friday or whatever. 
um, for a first year event. Uh, we always find it better to say, hey, I'm going to have a 16 or 20 person uh, event. If it sells out, we can always add other tickets to it. Mm-hmm. And then you can kind of scale things appropriately. Are you going to have your uh, paint staff? Is it because that's another one. Like if you actually look at how many teams there are in the team tournament, we have to have staff that's able to go to each of the teams and assess all of the painted armies. And if you start to look at the time elements if, with regards to that, it's you have to have a number of teams. You have to be able to get all the teams on the same page to try to get the subjective ratings as close to consistent as possible. And uh, so, yeah, it's... That all sounds like super pertinent information to give the team that's actually going to put the event together. Right. <laughs> yeah, and actually, uh, I have not handled event submission. I was actually looking on the uh, the website to see. Um, I could swear that uh, Matthias has had something on here before, um, but I don't see any event submissions. I, I think it might be something that is a link that's active during uh, like the uh, event submission period. And it might be a good idea to actually just put like a, a, a web or a page out there describing what would be what would constitute a good event submission versus one that is not really going to get looked at very well. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, I think just from what you already said, you know, I think everybody wants their event to be the big like you know 100 person event, but definitely if it's the first time, you know, shoot aim for something a little smaller because you can always add more. But if if you promise a hundred and you get like ten, that's not going to bode well for you, <laughs> you know. No, and then what happens is it takes away from uh, you start to other events that might have been able to absorb exactly. that uh, start to get taken out of the schedule for people, and 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 obviously the the table utilization throughout the weekend um, is something that we look at, and and for instance, a first year event. Uh, if you can start out on a Thursday or a Sunday, those days are typically uh, have more table uh, space available. Mm-hmm. So great, yeah. That's the, the Thursday and the Sunday events are always the interesting ones too, right? Those are the like you never know who, how many people are are, are gonna be there um, or hanging around for them. But I've I usually stay through Monday, and I've attended some great Sunday events. So don't count those out if you guys, uh, other people out there listening, if you go to DevCon, if you can stay until Monday, there's always something good going on. Oh, yeah. Well, to, to be to be honest, like one of my worries about not doing the, the team tournament um, in a couple of years is that usually Saturday and Sunday are fairly bereft of events that that actually usually interest me. Like there's there's no because the team tournament for 40k sucks up so much of the air and room for 40k. There's, there's hardly anything left. So having an event like that on Sunday would be freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. Or a two day event, but whatever. <laughs> Sunday's a little bit challenging at times. Cause a lot of times you end up having people get a little bit uh, too intoxicated and <laughs> no <don't> sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Not at a depth account. <laughs> We thought we had a first round buy last uh, last Adepticon on Sunday. Oh boy! Uh, well, we didn't. They they showed up eventually. <laughs> they were not in great shape. <laughs> Be yeah, fair, we neither lost. were we. Uh, hilarious! <laughs> what a gorgeous event! I can't mm-hmm. wait to go back. I, I I am really like, I think everybody is psyched for. For 2022, um, like I, Adepticon is first Christmas for me. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And Orion was first Christmas, but I mean, it's it's where I go. I go to see my people. It's one of the rare places I feel safe and <laughs> comfortable talking to everybody. It's anyways. I I'm, I just I just love the atmosphere and and all the hard work that you guys put in. Like it's. It is a great event, and I miss it dearly. No, I greatly appreciate it. I'll tell you, the uh, the staff for the uh, – there's so many people that volunteer for the convention and everything, and, and there's so many different groups that handle everything that uh, I, I literally can't thank everybody that helps out enough. So, Because a lot of the key staff and everything just make the event so much fun, even for those that volunteer. So – 
it's a it's a really fun and interesting experience. So, Greg, anything else you want to um, share with us about Adepticon? Uh, I think you know what we like to do is as we go get closer to twenty twenty two, just have you come back on. You know, you can give us updates whenever you like. And uh, I know you have a little bit of a history with forty k radio. Maybe we can delve into that in a in another visit. Oh yeah, I would even touch on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that goes well. Yeah, yeah, I know. We had better things to talk about, like this event I want to see. <laughs> Why is it that I think every time I come on here, I'm going to hear about this great crusade event? I don't. I, I No, I want you to come back and you tell me about this great crusade event. <laughs> Am I not making myself clear? I don't want to organize it. Oh, believe me, after with uh, everything, uh, every I, I think we got to reach out to the community. So anybody that's listening on 40 K radio, if you have any desire to do something like this, uh, definitely, uh, maybe reach out to everybody here and, uh, and see what we can put together. But, uh, it's, uh, I can tell you this from my standpoint, I am not organizing events because, uh, I, I don't get involved with the event organization side because I'm a lot of the items that I manage in the con are dealing with like the maintenance, uh, crews that come in and everything, the setup and everything, swag bags and all that. And uh, I have one of my buddies oversees the uh, uh, rolling of the exhibitor hall and then tear down of it. And then all, I mean, we bring in like 1,200 rental tables. Yeah, it's about, it's behind the scenes stuff that if nobody's complaining, it means that we did our job well. <laughs> exactly. So. But, uh, yeah, so it's going to take somebody else. I, I, I would love to actually volunteer to do this uh, because I think it's a really cool idea. And I wouldn't mind. I actually helped run the Gladiator uh, back in the day with another uh, friend of mine, Bill Kim. And uh, we would uh, basically, if none of us made it to the championships finals, we ran the Gladiator the next day. And uh, both of us intended to run the Gladiator for multiple years so because we weren't good enough to get in the finals. <laughs> so. But, uh, but, uh, yeah, it would take somebody else to actually run a crusade tournament. I think it's a great idea. I would love to actually see it. So I, I, I think, uh, the guy who presented it made some very valid points. So. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Cool. Well, Greg, thank, thanks a lot for coming on the show. We'll definitely uh, have you back as we get closer to Adepticon 2020. Um, and guys, you can go just look, uh, do a search for Adepticon. The uh, let me get you the the actual address for the store, so you can go buy your Adepticon 2020 swag. Uh, you can still get your get hoodies, t-shirts, basically just about anything you would be able to get there. It's Adepticon.myshopify.com, and you'll be able to pick up 2020 swag. Sweet. Thank you for having. Thank you for listening to 40K Radio, part of the Freebooters Network. You can contact us via email at hosts at 40kradio.com or on the Freebooters Forum. Please check out the other podcasts on the Freebooters Network. Until next time, remember that in the grim darkness of the far future, there is only war and cookies. <laughs>